this is Elvis, the Mexican Elvis. And you're listening to TowerPod.com. I do too. Welcome to TowerPod.com. My name is Eli, and with me today is Robert Lopez, also known as Elvez. The Mexican Elvis. The Mexican Elvis. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you. Well, I just want to give some of the listeners a quick background, you know, that may not be totally familiar with uh, with who you are, what you've done. Um, you're based in Los Angeles, still based in Los Angeles? No, I've moved to Seattle, Washington. Oh, I've lived right there on. for a few years now. Um, my band's still out of Los Angeles, but I got the start of Elvez in Los Angeles. All right. Um, in the 70s, you played with a band, The Zeros, that were a pretty significant part of the L.A. punk scene. Yes. You birthed a lot of other bands like uh, Circle Jerks, Black Flag, and X. Um, again, probably most commonly known as the Mexican Elvis. Uh, you've performed in San Francisco with Teatro Zanzani. Um, you've been, you're featured in Seattle's uh, Experience Music Project, toured the world over a number of times. And according to your website, I saw you've got about 24 recordings, uh, 24 albums. Yes, I yeah. keep, I mean, lots of records, lots of CDs, DVDs. So I try to keep product out there. It's, it's very impressive, man. I For mean, every, everything, <laughs> everything I've seen you doing, man, is you're just rocking it. You Thank know? you. So your live shows are awesome. Thank you much. I, I kind of want, I want to start with that, you know. Have they always been so extravagant? As as El- I was recently turned on to you, you know, not not too long ago, but I've, I've been learning a lot of your history and everything. Just like I said, blown away by it. Have the, have the live shows always been so extravagant? Yeah, I mean, when I started out, my very first show was in Memphis, Tennessee, during Elvis Tribute Week, which is the anniversary's death. And so the very first show I did there was with a live band. But I wrote some words on the plane, practiced some moves in the hotel room, and did what I could do. But when I got back home to L.A. It just started snowballing all my opportunities, and so for almost about a couple of years, I did it all with karaoke tapes of cool. Elvis karaoke tapes, and just sang louder than Elvis singing "Suspicious Mind." I'd be singing "Immigration Time" or changing my words to "In El Barrio" to you know "In the Ghetto" to "In El Barrio." So I was just using really crappy. Elvis impersonator karaoke tapes and singing, making them slower or faster or putting live congas on them or singing louder than they were. So I, to cover up that musical lessness, I put on costumes and had dancing girls or people dancing around in the background with cardboard cutouts of Aztec pyramids or whatever I could do. So the show showiness has always been there from the start. But then when I got my own band, I got to uh, customize it and, you know, we were doing like the mashups of what DJs do now back in 88. Um, what I do musically is take like an Elvis song and then change it lyrically to 
address the Latino situation, but then I'll also add Bowie or the Rolling Stones or Oasis or, you know, Bo Diddley, Beastie Boys, anything that I think works with this song into it. So one song can have five other songs put into it, and that along with the costume changes and background singers, the lovely Alvets, makes for a pretty flashy show. Yeah, how many people? Tell me about your current band. How many people in the in the group that you're you're traveling this with? This tour is only nine, but we've had shows up to fifteen, and I've done shows where I've had like a thirty-five piece choir behind me, and so it it changes with the different tours. The tours take different thematic. Right now, we're in the middle of our Christmas tour, like that, you know, the end tail of the Christmas tour. But I have an Elvez for Prez tour. I have a Cinco de Mayo show. I do. I do a a black and white show. Elvis and David Bowie have the same birthday. So it's like a whole meshing of the two parallel lives of Elvis and Bowie, Capricorns in January. And uh, Gracias Land is kind of a border issue show. And uh, uh, the gospel show is a Zen, Buddhist, Judeo-Christian, Muslim, Aztec sacrifice gospel show. So they take very many different themes. Right on, man. Um, well, I know you're in Seattle now, but you've actually spent a lot of time in San Francisco with the Teatro Zanzani yeah, Theater uh, Group. I have. We have a San Fr- uh, Seattle Zanzani also, so uh-huh. we're working on one in Japan for next year. How would you compare the performances between the two shows, like the, the Teatro Zanzani show and your your club show, your theater show, in like a Slims type of a venue? Oh, very different. The uh, Teatro Zanzani is like a... It's like a Cirque du Soleil meets Moulin Rouge cabaret type of show. There's an ensemble of performers. I've worked with Joan Baez, uh, Martha Davis in the hotels. Uh, I just finished a run with Thelma Houston. So you're working with different performers, and we combine our efforts to make one show. Um, with the Elvez, it's just me. And so uh, <laughs> it's my ideas. I can be more social political. I can be more uh, you know, outrageous. I can go to more esoteric subject matter. As with the theatro, it's a, it's a kind of a mainstream audience, but it's also working on the, as an ensemble, so it's not just my boat. Mm-hmm. Would you consider? I've listened. You know, uh, uh, you know, some of your music has very political undertones to it. Would you consider yourself a political performer? I would say entertainer. Entertainer is the first thing I'm doing, and then once I got your attention and I'm making you laugh, I will open the doors to you know, different political ideas, be they immigration rights, you know, women's rights, you know, uh, pro-choice, the Zapatistas, or just getting Bush out of office. (laughs) We're with you on that one. (laughs) Uh, um, So you were mentioning earlier, you know, how you mix a lot of, you know, other pop and a lot of iconic artists in with your music, you know, be it Paul Simon, the Rolling Stones, Ziggy Pop, Bob Dylan, David Bowie, you know, to name a few. do you know, have any of those songs reached any of those those artists? And, like, have you, have you gotten any feedback from, from their um, crews? I know public image. I did a Feliz Navidad using uh, the public image song, Public Image, uh-huh. and they liked it, and uh, we cool. signed rights together and stuff like that. I guess I'm under the radar enough that lots of them, Bowie knows about my stuff, and he likes it. Um, we have opened for Bowie before in uh, right. Denmark. Um, mm, I think a handful of them. Uh, none of them usually say anything. Say back to yeah. you. Cool. Wasn't sure. You know, might have had some, <laughs> might have had some cool stories dug up there. Yeah. You know. Um, well, like you were mentioning Denmark, I know your your tour is 
I mean, your tour schedule is expansive since, you know, the early 90s. You've been touring the States a number of times and gone overseas. How would you compare, like, do your live shows, are they very different over here than they are overseas? Do you, take, do you still take a nine-piece band with you? Or? Yeah, I mean, I'd give them just as much of a show in Europe uh -huh. as I do. And it's neat because I don't have to change it too much because everyone in Europe speaks English and they still get my political intent. Uh -huh. But uh, in Spain, I usually do it more. I put in more Spanish into it and they really like the whole idea of the very first tour of Spain I did. I was like Elvez from Mexico come to con discover Spain as opposed mm -hmm. to Spain discovering Mexico and like I'm here to take over. It was like they liked the politics too and they enjoy it too. Are there any shows that really stick out in mind? Like how do the... Like maybe overseas? Um, I think we play a lot bigger places in yeah. uh, Europe. We played uh, in front of 20,000 wow. when we were playing with Bowie. We played big festivals like the Roskilde Festival and um, ones in England. And it's, it's bigger events for us when we play in Europe. Cool. Uh, so soon you're going to be re-releasing, or you're going you're to release a, a reissue of your G.I.I.I. Blues yeah, CD. Yeah, that's out now. That's called Endless Revolution. And How is that different from the original uh, release? Uh, the label that put that out uh, closed, so I was able to re-release it because it was out of print. Is there anything new? Uh, yeah, I've added like about five unreleased tracks and added two videos to it. So it's like a double disc CD with a German television appearance and a video of Say It Loud, I'm Brown, I'm Proud. So Cool. And a bunch of extra pictures and, you know, one of those mm -hmm. deluxe issues which gives you more. Cool, cool. Well, you mentioned earlier, you know, and just looking at your website right now and, uh, you know, elvez.net, and um, you're on your Christmas tour right now. You really do Christmas pretty big. Yeah, it's, but it's like a different Christmas. I mean, we try to take the, uh, it's not your traditional white Yeah, I want to say, what's, what's, yes. the, what's the Elvez Christmas? Tell me, yeah, what, what's uh, the Elvez Christmas about? This one's a really d interesting one because it starts off very happy, but then it gets pretty heavy-handed mm -hmm. at the end. And, you know, I do lots of references, what's happening now in Iraq and, you know, how other soldiers are spending Christmas in, you know, in wartime, it's like so. It starts off happy, but then it does a twist and shows you this is what is happening now at Christmas. Cool. Well, you got a CD out right now, the Snow Way Jose. Yeah, right. Snow Way Jose is Tell a good me about one. Yeah, uh, this is my third Christmas CD, uh, and it it's a takeoff on the cover of the Bing Crosby's uh, uh, White Christmas cover. Only it's me being the brown Christmas uh, Snowway Jose, but it's it's a good rocking. It has I forget how many tracks in it. It has a bunch yeah. um, and a few f uh, live recordings, but mostly all studio stuff. It's a really good mix of um, all kinds of stuff. Any standout tracks you might want to like in incorporate? My favorite in is the, our version of a little drummer boy, which is a mix of Gary Glitter and. Uh, Bowie and Bing Crosby sang Little Drummer Boy together on a TV show, mixing a song called Peace on Earth and The Drummer Boy. So we took their version of that, but then gave it to Gary Glitter in production-wise and made it a big drum-filled shout-along. What do you think of the other Elvis impersonators? Because there's so many out there, you know, and there's and some are some are really kind of over the top and uh, uh, you know offensive. There's a, there's a guy I was uh, 
reading about the other day, Extreme Elvis, yeah, Extreme you Elvis know, is, yeah. and he's pretty, uh, he's pretty gnarly, you know. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I like all, I like all my Elvis brothers and sisters, yeah. and Extreme Elvis is really good. It's, it's like a symposium of ideas. You have the framework of Elvis, and then go completely in a different direction. And I mean, that's what I do. I have a full frame of reference of Elvis, and then I go to Chiapas, to the Aztec times, to you know, border issues, to Mars if I want to. I'm really liberal with my ideas of what but I tie it back with my Mexican culture or political issues I want. So Elvis is there, but it's like, take me someplace else also. Mm -hmm. Where's, where do you think the, the root of your Elvis, uh, I guess, uh, you know, passion is where it came from? Um, I guess punk rock days really, to me, Elvis was the punk rock of 1956. He was the rebel rocker, he was the gangster rapper, he was the death man or whatever of that period. People forget that a lot of people disliked him. Parents thought he was, you know, morally corrupt and ruining the youth of America. And he became a pillar of society and, you know, gave so much to different charities and stuff. But at the beginning, people feared him. Lots of parents said, oh, he's you know, they burned his records and stuff like that. So to me, that's kind of like the essence of what punk rock was. And coming from the Zeros in 77 with the Germs and X and all those bands, that kind of excitement, that kind of charged idea of the do-it-yourself works to me with Albez because it's like you too can be king if you just say it and perform it. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, 77, that was right around his, his, uh, his death. Yeah, the death of right? us, yeah. And that's when I was doing my punk rock. Yeah. 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 Do you have any final thoughts? or? Um, I'll just, I mean, I've been Elvisizing for 18 years now, and Elvis yeah. keeps me going, so yeah. I continue to do this for a while. The Dick Clark of Elvis, of course. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. Thank you much. That's it.